Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Hi, I'm Monique Hom, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. On this show, I interview amazing, badass real estate investing women who so generously come to share their stories and their best advice, their biggest mistakes. And I am super excited to have with me badass extraordinaire Bethany Laflamme, who is a real estate investor and also a seasoned deal lawyer with 20 years of experience. She primarily practices in real estate syndications and funds. Um, if you're not quite sure what those are yet, we'll, we'll get into that. She's worked in big firms, owned and operated her own law firm, and she advises clients on both legal and strategic matters. And she is like, she's done a lot of different areas, real estate, aerospace, gas, medical services, tech, but her main focuses on real estate. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. She's awesome. I'm super excited to have her with us. Welcome, Bethany. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. So talk about your life as a real estate investor. We'll get into a little bit more about the law stuff in a bit. But how did you get started in real estate investing? You know, I was kind of late to the party, actually. Uh, I did a lot of work. Um, as you saw in my bio, I did a lot of work on the tech side in operating companies. And so I was a little late to the party on the real estate side, started practicing law, representing syndicators in, in securities and looked at a lot of the deals. And I thought, you know, no wonder everyone's so excited about this. You mean I don't have to wait, you know, five to seven years to, to get a return. I can actually get cash flow. And, I, you know, I had read Rich Dad Poor Dad ages ago. And then, you know, sort of until you're ready to hear it, you don't hear it. And so yeah, late to the party, but I got started because I was just looking at all these deals and decided that I needed to, to get in on that action. Awesome. So you started like just passively investing in real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've reviewed a ton of deals and one of my co-investor that I, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit, but that I always invest with, Carrie, uh, she's a real estate transactions lawyer and I'm on the security side. So we evaluate deals together. And, you know, I felt a little more comfortable with a, a seasoned real estate professional in my corner. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. that helps. it helps. Yeah. So for those who, I know I'm a syndicator, I talk about syndication on this show, but for those who are just joining us and don't know, to explain what is a real estate syndication? So real estate syndication is, you know, if you're going to invest in any kind of real estate asset, when you raise money from passive investors to uh, help secure and then operate that asset. So a lot of folks are out there buying and flipping houses. I've talked to, to plenty of those people. This is usually for bigger investments, OPP, he's another, or OPM, I guess, other people. OPM. OPM. You could tell I'm a child of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, using other people's money, and, and uh, part of my job is help keep people out of jail when they do that. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. So yeah, generally, syndication, I like the if people get, it's basically crowdfunding real estate. So you're bringing groups yeah. of investors together to purchase larger properties. 
And on the, there's a, they're the active syndicators, the active investors are the ones that are, you know, and I'm usually on that side with the ones that are finding the property. We bring the groups of investors together. We get it under contract. We get it financed, you know, run the asset. And then there are the passive investors who vet the deal and then bring invest their money and just wait for it to come back with friends. So that's what passively investing in the syndication deal is. So Bethany, you help active syndicators put together these deals. I, you know, when I, I teach about syndication and, you know, I say, do not do this without, <laughs> without a, an attorney that knows what they're doing, a securities attorney doing, you know, helping you with this because you could win yourself some free housing with bars and free like orange jumpsuits. <laughs> you know, people want, you know, that is not what you're going for, I think. So um, yeah, tell us a little bit like why it's so important that you need to work with a syndication attorney and what are some of the things that could happen if you don't? Well, so obviously the reason to, to work is, as you said, you they're not fooling around. SEC is not fooling around. Um, if you violate securities laws, you could land yourself in jail. That's a pretty extreme case. You'd have to do some really the bad acts, but it's easy to fall into the traps. The SEC has some very strict rules around how you're allowed to raise money and from whom. And so one of the things that we do is we help invest or syndicators rather avoid those traps. And what could happen? It, it could be, fines, it could be jail time, it could be never being allowed to raise money again or being involved in any kind of, of investment situation again. There are a lot of things that, that could happen. I mean, as a syndicator, I'm sure you've seen with co-sponsors, you have to have your co-sponsors fill out a, a bad actor questionnaire, or you yeah. should if you're not. And and I'm sure you are, but many of your listeners might be thinking, well, what is that? And that's to make sure that the SEC hasn't barred anybody from raising money and then have them be a part of your deal because you could be guilty by association as well. So it's not just your potential bad acts, um, yeah. whether on purpose or accidental, but it's also the, the folks with whom you associate. So what are some of the common mistakes that people make, not even thinking that that could be a problem? So what are some of the, you know, the kind of like, with you just accidentally do it. I see it all the time, but I'd love to hear it on Facebook. I'm always like, oh well, my Facebook God. Is. Facebook is exactly right. So the really one really big one is if as a syndicator, you're raising capital under 506B, which means you're allowed to accept non-accredited investors, which we can talk about in a little bit if you want to. You're not- Yeah, but before you go into it, like tell, let them know what is an accredited investor. So an accredited investor is is someone who meets the requirements the SEC has set forth um, to meet that status. And so it could either be by net worth, uh, more than a million dollars net worth, not including your personal residence, or $200,000 of annual income if you're single and he's three hundred dollars for, for married. Married couple, yeah. The past two years, but also expected this year. And so that's something to think about right now in this time is what do you expect yeah. to be this year as well. And 506... B allows you to accept up to 35 non-accredited but still sophisticated investors. You still can't swindle someone who has no idea what they're talking about and take their last, you know, $25,000, but so that somebody has to still be somewhat sophisticated and, and savvy about business matters, uh, but not necessarily accredited. But if you choose that exemption, and most people choose one of that, the 506B or 506C, if you choose that one, then you cannot advertise and advertise is not taking out an ad on, you know, CNN necessarily. It's blasting on your social media about this awesome deal that you have and, hey, want to invest. 
it's an email blast to folks you don't know. So 506B requires that if you're going to bring in investors, then you've got to have a substantial pre-existing relationship with all of those folks. And usually that means, you know, having met in person, done other deals before in the past, really knowing someone, not just a blind email list or, or an email grab from a page that you have on Facebook. That one, for people who are experienced syndicators, that one, they kind of get, okay, I can't go begging for money on Facebook. Fine. Where I see some people trip up is that they'll post, hey, look what we closed on this awesome property, and they'll do the walkthrough at live on Facebook. And then they'll go and raise money again after that. They're a different deal. No, the same deal. So they'll finish the raise. And now it looks like they've advertised and you, you can't necessarily prove that the folks who came in after that walkthrough didn't come in as a result of seeing it on the walkthrough. So if you're going to do mm. a closing video, you better make darn sure you're done raising for that deal. <laughs> but it's <laughs> actually closed. It's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some people still raise a little bit of money for operations post-close. They get enough to, to close and then they continue the raise. Totally fine within limits. And I can talk to folks about that individually. If, but if you don't advertise. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So once you start to do that, yeah, all bets are off. So what are some other mistakes that people will make unwittingly without an attorney? So you, you really need to, if you're going to take anybody in your deal, take anybody's money who is not actively involved in the deal, right? So not co-sponsoring, not actually doing a job other than raising money because you can't pay people just to raise money. So if there are people, that's actually one big one. Let me stop right there. One really big one is people are really always trying to get around the rules of paying folks to raise money who aren't broker dealers. If someone is not a licensed broker dealer, then they cannot be compensated for raising money for any deal that is not their own deal that they're actively doing work in. So a lot of people will bring in co-sponsors to be the money raisers and pay them some part of their GP. And that is a big no-no, a really big no-no. Um, they ha- what else do they have to do you know, in addition to raising money? Yeah. So a real job, not just investor relations. I'm going to contact all the people I brought in and I'm going to make sure they're happy with this investment I brought them into. That is not the same. That is not enough. That is just covering your own bet with your friends for raising money. They could do diligence on a deal. They could be co-signing on the loan. They could be underwriting. They could be doing asset management after the fact. And there are a lot of different jobs that are required, as you know, a lot of different jobs that are required when doing these deals. Give them one, right? If someone wants to come in and be a syndicator, then they can learn on the job. That's fine. And say, you know, I have a whole bunch of really wealthy friends. I want to do these deals. Teach me, put me to work. And then I'll give you access to all of my friends. That's okay. Yeah. This has got to be a real job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a good one. Right. So you were in the middle of <laughs> sharing about another one. <laughs> well, I, know, I, keep one I didn't up. say that one first. Cause actually that <laughs> is the first one. <laughs> so I'm a little mad at myself that I didn't say that first. Beyond that, let's see. Advertising when you shouldn't advertise, raising money. Other mistakes people make, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, big one. You need to, if you're raising money from passive investors, you need to have a PPM, private placement memorandum, which really spells out, and that's what I spend a lot of my days doing, right, is drafting PPMs. That spells out all of the potential risks that could come along with a deal so that when you have a passive investor come in, you can say, okay, here's our offering package. You've got our business plan. And we make sure that nothing in the business plan violates the securities laws, um, advertising laws, and all those things in the business plan. And business plan means like your pitch deck, right? Um, yeah. With your pro forma and, and all of the, the details about the deal. Make sure it says projections, when it should be projections, no promises, those sort of things. But the PPM is like the sky is falling doomsday document that you would never market with, right? It's all the reasons why someone should not invest in anything ever. 
<laughs> all the ways you could lose your money right. Um, right. in an investment. So you need that. And the reason you yeah. need that is because if the sky does fall, say, I don't know, a global pandemic hits. Crazy. And the world comes to the world comes to the, 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 yeah, the global economy comes to a screeching halt. Like crazy things and like that. Oh, no, it never happened. Yeah, you just put their hands out and say, Oh no, no, I want my money back now. And you can say, But we told you. We told you this could happen. And so it, it protects the syndicator from if stuff goes south, you know, from having to give all the money back or maybe jail time if it looks like fraud or, or whatever it is. But it it is one of those, like, we told you this could happen. Sucks for everybody. Totally it does. And I'm, I wouldn't say ever blow off your investors and act like that, of course. But it is something that will keep you out of trouble if stuff goes south. And, and that is a conversation that I have been having for the past two months with syndicators of how do we talk to our investors? What do we have to do? I've had people call me and say, do we have to give them their money back now? They don't know. That's another yeah. reason to have a good securities layer in your corner is, is the answer is no, by the way, you don't. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. that would be very challenging in certain would be. for us right now <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so that that's really helpful so for anybody who's thinking about taking money and a lot of people all right what is the difference between a jv like a true jv and the syndication because some people are like okay i'm just gonna get, take some money like from my friends and family yeah. um who are helping me purchase a deal though i don't have to go through all that trouble of getting a ppm and go you know going through lawyers because that's kind of, that can be expensive so what is it that it's just a joint venture and a you know what do you need for a joint venture and what is it a full-blown syndication well, let me start with what it's not. A joint venture is not, well, we're only raising 500,000 or it's only four people. It's not that. It's not based on how much you're raising or how many people. It is. If you are bringing in capital from anybody who is not actively working in the deal, then you are selling a security. And then you should have a PPM and a good securities lawyer to provide it. And I don't care if it's $50,000 from your grandmother and that's it. If she's not actively working in the deal, you've sold a security and you really should protect yourself. Even if it's family, probably especially if it's family, then that's still a securities offering. A JV means that some partners, however many it is, get together and they're all actively working in the deal and they put up their own money or they get a loan or whatever it is. But any money that's at work is somebody who's, who's doing a job. Yeah. And what are some of the jobs? Because not, maybe not everybody is going to the job site and fixing it up. But what are what are some jobs that would be okay? And it's like, okay, where this is a true joint venture. I yeah. know, you know, maybe one person is more money side, the other person's doing more of the sweat equity. What is it that would allow it to just be a joint venture? My answer here is very similar to the when can you pay somebody to raise money question, which is, it's got to be a real substantial job, and not just sort of trying to get around the securities law. So same thing. They could be doing diligence on the deal. They could be doing underwriting. They could be doing asset management after the fact. They could be, I mean, those are the really big ones. Uh, marketing, if it's, it's multifamily, for example, it could be anything leading up to dealing with the lawyers because that's that's a job. <laughs> I recognize yeah. it is a job, right? Dealing with yeah. the accountants. Um, you know, that's a real thing. Coordinating all of the, the offering materials and getting the business plan done and, and researching the property and Doing the business plan in and of itself, it's, it's an undertaking to get it right. Usually it's got a lot of meat in it the, between the projections and the what's the value add if it's a value add or what's the 
you know, what's the upside for the investors? Why are we buying this property? What do we think it's going to do? And knowing that, by the way, you know, knowing the market, knowing what is good about this, this asset is something that it's an expertise that might not take you eight hours a day necessarily, but that's really valuable that you know that and lend that to the other JV partners. If that's okay. All right. So that's JV and the syndication though, is that somebody's just putting their money and they're not actively managing it, then that is a syndication and you need the private placement memorandum, other subscription documents. You're doing it well. Okay. That is very helpful. So anybody who is thinking about using OPM for real estate, do it safely. So do it well. (laughs) Now, okay. One more distinction. So let's say you just have a private lender. So Mm -hmm. they don't have an equity stake in the property. They're just Let's say they lend you $100,000 at a rate of return. What kind of documents do you need for that? If they are still not actively involved in the deal and they're not sort of an institutional lender and, and you're using, using their money, if you structure it like debt instead of equity, where it would have otherwise been a, a security, then it's still a security, even if it's interest versus, versus equity. So you, you still want to take a look at whether or not- Only the PPM. Right, right. Okay. You know, commercial lender, no. But if it's, again, your, your aunt who's going to just loan you $50,000 but not be a part of the deal, that's still a security even though you structure it as a debt. You don't want to add a note then at that point though. Yeah. But you okay. should still put the risk disclosures in there in a PPM. Good to know. All right. Let's go back to talking about you and your personal investment. So I like to ask every guest I have, as an investor, what, what was your biggest mistake? The first, and there are two. The first biggest mistake is I think I waited too long to start. Mm. And, and that can come from a lot of different things. Just lack of, of knowledge and, and maybe being a little bit insecure about this particular asset class you know, versus, versus tech. And the second, I don't know yet if it's a mistake, but I, I did invest in office space in the end of February. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know yet if that was a mistake. <laughs> I'll let you know. I think that things are going to come back and recover. So I'm not actually worried about it, but you know, we never know. You've got to be comfortable to ride it out, right? This is not yeah. day trading. So, right? so what did, what did you learn from that? <laughs> um, you know, I learned that you just can't be, you can't invest if you can't afford to lose it. You've got to at least understand that it's possible that you could lose yeah. it. You know, do your diligence and, and choose things that you are knowledgeable about enough that you can feel comfortable because I'm still comfortable. I, I haven't lost it. I don't think I will, but yeah. it might be a little longer to get a return than I thought. So, you know, don't invest if you absolutely have to next quarter get something back. You, you just don't know. You have to be able to write it. Yeah. Yes. The money you put in a syndication, it's going to go hopefully come back with friends, but <laughs> it's not money that you can access easily. Or, right. you it's know, you know, that's, the, yeah, that's it's not, the it's not coming back it. until it's time. <laughs> right, right. And it's not up to the passives when it comes back. That's the other thing that people have to really understand is you're putting a lot of faith into your, into the management team, the GP team. So choose to invest with people that you trust. Yeah. What are you most proud of? I mean, I can be cliche, my daughter, of course. <laughs> I am uh, I'm most proud of the young woman that she's becoming, but in, you know, professionally, I actually, right now, I will, I'm most proud right now that during quarantine, you know, we've been a little slower because there's not as many syndications happening right now. And, and so not as much work. I am writing a book 
and starting a, a business with my sister, which we'll be launching probably in about 90 days. So I'll let everybody know what that is when it comes out. So I've, I've kept myself busy and productive. So I didn't go into a funk during quarantine and I can come back out practicing law, still fresh and sharp. <laughs> That's exciting. What's your book about? It is sort of sci-fi, I suppose, kind of a little bit dark, actually, but it's about a couple who can't conceive, so they decide to clone the husband and have the wife carry the clone wow. to term and all the things that inevitably go wrong with that. Fascinating. All right, you'll have to let us know when that's out. <laughs> um, okay, so what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? And I'll, I'll say as a woman who wants to be a real estate syndicator, okay. what advice would you give her? I think the biggest piece of advice is to surround yourself with other badass women who are doing what it is you want to do and let them help you. Don't try to go it alone. Don't try to get somebody else to tell you what to do or just do it for you. Like we have resources available to us that we can team up with folks. Like for example, I, I go invest with um, my real estate partner, Carrie. I trust that together we can, we can figure it out and we don't need someone to tell us what to do or how to do it necessarily but we surround ourselves with, with smart, intelligent women that are doing it. And there is somebody out there doing what it is you want to do who will help you without telling you. Great advice. I'm all about that. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, and what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? You know, I wish I would have taken my own advice that I just gave. You know, I think fear keeps a lot of folks on the sidelines. You find a good mentor, you find a good partner, you find a good team, whatever it is. So I, I wish I would have taken that advice sooner and started sooner. Mm, great. Before we get into our famed end of show trinity, which is a brag, gratitude, and desire, how can people reach you, find out more if they want to connect with you? I'm the managing partner of Premier Law Group. A lot of your listeners may know Mauricio Raul, Mauricio Raul who's the founder and CEO. So it's premierlawgroup.net or bethany at premierlawgroup.net. All right. AirLogger.net. Um, okay. So now it's time for our Trinity, which is the brag, gratitude, and desire. What is your brag? What are you celebrating right now? I am, I, I kind of already alluded to it, but I am bragging that I am writing a novel, which I never thought I could do. And, and it's kind of fun and exciting. So that's my well, brag. Yeah. Well bragged. Um, <laughs> and, what, and what is one thing that you're grateful for? I am grateful for the strong, powerful women in my life. It is such a support and, and it's empowering, it's motivating, and it's helpful. And it, it's, you know, all the things that I think we need is to be there for each other and supporting each other. I, I don't do competition with women. I think cooperation is, is definitely where it's at. So I'm grateful for women like you. Mm. Oh, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, last but not least was one thing you desire. I really want to get into the active syndicating side. I've sat you know on the other side of the table i've done the passive i want to lend what i'm learning through doing seeing all these deals and, and doing the legal side of it i want to apply that and lend my expertise to syndicators and and co-sponsor deals awesome Something. well love it so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine <laughs> thank you thank you you're welcome thank you for this great interview it was awesome so Y'all, you can find Bethany at Bethany at premierlawgroup.net or www.premierlawgroup.net. You can con connect with me at reigoddesses.com. And if you want to join some of our syndications, you can join our investor club 
go on the website and we'll then start a conversation and get a pre-existing relationship going. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, you can you can invest in these exciting opportunities so all right so thank you again and it was great great having you and definitely everyone subscribe like give five stars all the things share this with your friends and um, join us next time for another awesome real estate investor goddess interview bye-bye bye thank you you have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.